bringing our teaching tonight. Hi, I'm Pam. Hi. Uh, the lesson tonight is on action. And um, I was really excited about this one because that's what it takes, isn't it? Action. Um, let's bow our heads in prayer for a second. God, I just, I thank you and I welcome you. Um, I ask you for wisdom, I ask you for understanding, and I ask you to speak through me, Lord, and say what it is that, that uh, you know I should say, and to relay the message from you, from your word. Jesus, we thank you, and may you be glorified by this. In your name, amen. Okay, principle three. Okay, I kind of broke this down. Because um, I'm an old hillbilly. And some of these words are big. And I need to explain them to myself. So maybe all you, maybe some of you might be like that. Are you, Seth? Are you like that? <laughs> anyway, consciously, what's that mean? Consciously is meaning knowing in our soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions that we choose to commit, meaning obligate, all my life and my will, there we go, part of the soul again, to Christ's care and control. It's important to understand that this principle means that we agree to no longer try to control our souls, but to give our souls to God willingly and let him transform us. Transformation of our thoughts our drive, and our feelings for which only God can do is the only cure for every hurt, habit, and hang-up. I would like to point out here that addiction is not a disease. That it is a disease that's incurable. It's a sin that can be forgiven. Yeah. Matthew 5.5 says, happy are the meek. Okay, well, what's meek mean? You know? <laughs> Let me tell you, for such a little scripture, this holds massive meaning and power as all scripture does. So what is meek? It means enduring. Now listen, are you listening? It means enduring injury, injury with patience and without resentment. Think about this for a minute. God says we are to be happy patiently going through physical and mental suffering without feeling anger toward or offended by the accusers and abusers of deceitful acts, the one causing us pain. I come up with that. That's good. And we've all lived that. Okay. So, wow. That's a tall order? Or is it? Jesus showed us this way of life, the right way of life, I might add, while he walked the earth. His love is so great, he forgave his perpetrators as they were ripping him apart. And for whom did he do this? Every one of us. 
Principle three in Matthew leads us to an understanding of step three. We made a decision to turn our will and to turn our lives and our will over to the care of God. And all these things we have talked about is an ultimate definition of action. Making choice, making a choice requires action. Once upon a time, when I moved here to Hartville three years ago, I was so, so sick, physically, mentally, and especially spiritually. After literally 40 years of use and abuse, I finally hit my rock bottom. I came to the realization that I had a choice to make, either to live or die. I sent my daughter to a temporary, to live elsewhere temporarily, while I locked myself up in a little trailer house. We had just moved into it. We had no electricity. We had no water. No food in the house. No money. A, little, a few bottles of water. So there I was. Me, the demons I had served for all those years. A Bible and an anger toward God. The battle began. Yeah, yeah. I went through treacherous withdrawal, coming off the drugs and alcohol, of course. I was ate up with MRSA from head to toe from years of intravenous drug use. All this mixed up with shame and guilt, resentments, and pain. And although I did not read one word in the Bible, I held on to it as if it were somehow to blame for my inhumanity. Yet, at the same time, I held on to it as if I knew deep down inside of my cold, empty, black heart, it was the only way out of my living hell. All I needed was the willingness to make the decision and the courage to choose life. And I made the good choice, and I must tell you the truth. I love how Jesus says that. I must tell you the truth. God did the rest for which is why I stand here today in testimony that God's grace is sufficient and his illuminating glory is power. <laughs> On to the acrostic. Hey. A, accept. Hi, Mel. Naturally, the first thing we would do, we would need to do before we can put something into action would be to believe in it. Or, at the very least, accept that there is a different way, a sane way, in which we have not given a fair chance. And that is, ask Jesus to come into our hearts took so many years for me to get that. Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's simple. That's it. That's all. That is not hard. Even a drug addict can get that. You know? Okay, for some reason, this is a huge risk. So huge, in fact, that the risk is not taken. And for those souls, we pray. 
It does not have to be that. We live in constant pain on earth or, and or an eternity in the fiery lake with Satan. Although, it's one or the other. Isn't it right, Melvin? It's one or the other. You're either going to burn or you're going to be in paradise. There's no happy medium and there's no gray area. And that's the area I tried to live in for so many years. So let's just get that gone right now. Okay? Because it's serious. This is serious. This will take your life. Okay, back to the point here. So, where was I? We all know that the risk-taking has not been a big deal to us while we were out there running wide open. And most of those risks were life-threatening multiple times a day for multiple years. So already contemplating suicide on a daily I mean, let's just get real. What's one more risk outside your realm of thinking? I got to tell you that the absolute best I ever had was when I felt the Holy Spirit move in and save my soul. And believe me, when I say no one in the world could ever. We'll just skip that part. That ain't a very good part to say. Let's just put it this way. The knowing in my heart that I have been forgiven and the ability to forgive my oppressors, all because of what Jesus completed on the cross for me, for you, for us. And the greatest is the greatest high I have ever experienced. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And I still experience it. And it will be an experience for the rest of my life and beyond. So how, hey, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? Yes, yes. C is for commit. After taking the risk in, in making the once-in-a-lifetime decision to ask Jesus into our hearts, we make a commitment to start asking for and following his will. You must see our will becomes his will through the power of his grace. After I came out of the five days in the dungeon trailer, I was raw, vulnerable, naked, scarred, scared of people. And yet upon feeling the sunshine on my face, I felt as though I was re receiving a great big bear hug from Jesus. Amen. And I knew I had not only made the right decision, but that I was not alone. And he was going to, wait for it, teach me to do his will. For he is my God. And his gracious spirit would lead me forward on a firm footing. From that day forward, that's a big promise. That's from Psalms, and that's a promise for the rest of our lives. That's his promise. Whew. T is for turn. Give everything to God. We are working on a personal relationship with Jesus at this point, that point. So learning how to trust and be trustworthy. Who better to start this new kind of relationship than with the Most High? <laughs> no pun intended. 
And our Father, hey, the one that knows everything about us already anyway, the one that never changes, the one that never lies, and literally died for us. I can't express that enough. He died for us. It is dangerous for us to hold anything back from God. Why is that? Because he knows all things. Our hurts, habits, and hang-ups are our reasons for turning our backs on God. And what did I say the cure was? Jesus! Jesus! Do I need to start over? Are you listening? <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, our hurts, habits, and hang-ups are our reasons for turning our backs on God, stifling the Holy Spirit, resulting in backsliding into our addictions, codependencies, and criminal behaviors, to name only a few. Just as it happened according to Proverbs and in 2 Peter, a dog returns to its own vomit. That's what we do when we relapse. So trust in the Lord Jesus and turn to him instead of that own nasty vomit. Okay, I is for it's only the beginning, a new beginning. I want to note that recovery is regaining our old self. And it's at this time that upon making this decision to give everything to God, transformation begins. And that is changing into our new self. Yeah. Yeah. This process from recovery to transformation is immediate and ongoing. Never ends. And it leads to what mo must be one of our most important goals. Sanctification. And I love that word. Okay. So live, learn, love Jesus. Asking ourselves in every situation, what would Jesus do? Seeking his will for us and becoming Christ-like. And what a breath of fresh air people are when this process is undergoing. Amen. It is awesome. Remember how I told you earlier how I felt after coming out of that dark dungeon trailer? Well, it is one of God's many promises through his word that must reassure us that all we must face and deal with coming out of our dungeons will not be in vain. And that we will always be a good work in his progress. He's got something wonderful for every one of us. Every one of us. Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this. That he, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Until the day of Christ Jesus. How long is that? Huh. Thank God. Oh, it's for one day at a time. Not in the past, not in the future, but living for right now. Matthew 6, 34. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too, but live one day at a time. One of the hardest things for me to learn, and I'm still a work in progress, 
on this and several other things, is to labor in God's rest. <laughs> Hebrews 4.11, let us then make every effort to enter into that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. That was hard for me to get. Enter in his rest. Labor, rest. doesn't go together. You know, it's like moxymoron. Moxymoron, oxymoron. However that goes. <laughs> I watched Moxie today, the little rabbit show. Anyway, never mind. I'm sounding like Melvin now. <laughs> okay, in is for next step. Okay, this is a moment of reflection, you guys. And this is where we get back to being serious. Because this is serious. There's a lot of life wasted. Because and all we have to do is commit or recommit to seek God first and follow his will in everything. I want to speak prayers to my father for everyone that is willing to commit to this action right now. It is of the utmost importance to humble ourselves before God. To be able to come to the altar. Kneel down. Step out of your comfort zone. And think of submission and obedience to our creator. Take action and give your heart to Jesus right now. So, dear God, there are some here this evening that need to make the decision to commit their lives into your hands, to ask you into their hearts as their Lord and Savior. Give them the courage to silently do so right now in this moment. It is the most important decision they will ever make. Don't waste another moment. Be with your Heavenly Father. Be with your Savior. Be with Jesus, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.